people have their experiences and um, I don't think that we should ever judge someone for how they feel about, you know, uh, about religion. Um, you know, uh, rather we should we should love them anyways, of course, um, and especially love those who have had bad experiences and have a, a bone to pick with, with the Christian faith. This is the Humans of Gaming podcast, an open and honest conversation about games, life, and belief. Welcome to Humans of Gaming, I'm Drew Dixon. I am the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd and one of the co-hosts of this year's podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Gwaltney. Hey, Chris. Hey, I'm Chris, and I am also a founder of Love Thy Nerd, co-host of this podcast, chief executive nerd for Love Thy Nerd, and all other kinds of things, but we're really glad you're here. Thanks for being Professional here. Professional dog walker. Professional dog walker and watcher. Um, yeah, we're excited for you to be here. Um, as you Chris said, at lovethynerd.com if you need your dog no, watch. Please don't. Oh my gosh, man. Please don't. We have like three dog sitting gigs this month alone. We don't mm. need anymore. Please don't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I feel like that's a good gig though. Like, cause I mean, I'm in the space yeah. right now where, um, I don't want a dog at all. It's, and my kids really do. Yeah. I oh. like them. Don't get me wrong. Like I yeah, love dogs. They're a lot of work. I just don't. I'm in this space where I don't want to pay they're a lot of for work. what it would cost to like yeah. own a dog. But my kids love them. So our neighbors, oh, we often dog watch for them for free. And it's great because we get to give it back and we don't yeah. pay. Like even the food and stuff, like when we're watching it, like all that's taken care of. The thing that's not to worry about shots. about it is like, especially when we're doing three in one month. And these are all like, you know, five, six, seven days long. And there, yeah. it's not just dog sitting; it's also house sitting. So we're staying at these people's houses. Yeah. Um, so it just it kind of gets you out of your rhythm and your routine. Yeah, yeah. You know, not being home and like living out of a suitcase. But dude, the dogs are freaking excellent. Like I love them to death and would yeah take them home if I could. But anyway, you're not here to hear about dog sitting, <laughs> probably. Uh, as Drew said, this is humans, humans of, of dog watching. Humans of dog watching gaming. And, um, yeah, we love to have people from the industry onto this show and hear about not only their work and what they do in the industry, but also try to dig a little deeper and hear about, you know, their, uh, who they are as people and their thoughts and fears and dreams and desires and everything else in between. So this episode, we had the illustrious Ryan Beaudry. Yeah. And Ryan's done a lot of like interesting work in the world of gaming. He's a... Very accomplished Smash Smash Bros player. Um, he <laughs> kind of sort of <laughs> he kind of sort of got to meet Reggie, Philsome, 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 Potato, funny. Potato. I don't know one of those. Uh, <laughs> that that's his claim to fame. No, uh, but he's also worked for Blizzard, so we get into that a little bit mm -hmm. um, and kind of the controversy going on at Blizzard and. Um, works for Disney, um, programmer and, and, uh, esports extraordinaire. So yeah. yeah, it's really interesting, cool guy. And it was cool to hear his perspective about how he's, um, you know, sought to bring a little light into the world of, uh, 
gaming and, and so forth. So yeah, I hope this is really encouraging to you as you listen. Hopefully it gives you some ideas of how you can be a source of encouragement to people in this space as well. Because I mean, I'm guessing you're listening to this because you're a gamer. <laughs> Otherwise, like yeah. you just think we're really cool or something and mm. jokes on you. Yeah, uh, that. If that's the case. <laughs> I will say Ryan, he go he has his like, you know, his gamer tag screen name like everywhere is nice guy Rye. And I will say, like, he fully embodies that. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll pick up on that in the show as well. So Much nicer than you or I, for sure. Oh, that's not hard to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, without further ado, here's our conversation with uh, Ryan Beaudry. Enjoy. Hey, Ryan, how's it going, man? Good, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since we've, uh, I feel like I've thought about doing this for a long time, having you on. And so I'm glad we finally were able to make it happen. I've, I've had in my mind to reach out to you for a long time. That's uh, true. But yeah. So you and Chris go way back. You want, should we start there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Storied, um, a storied past. <laughs> to you say you know what? Um, me and Chris, no, it, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, back when, like back before I met Chris, I was in an in, in a, uh, interesting place. I was, you know, kind of new to my faith. Um, I was a new Christian. Um, obviously, I've been a gamer, you know, most of my life. Um, but I had never really seen any sort of like intersection between those two aspects of my life until I met Chris. Right. So I was I was a gamer, um, you know, new Christian. And then all of a sudden I heard about and this was back with uh, with Game Church. Um, yeah. You know, and um, I, uh, you know, I, I found the group. And then um, I looked up, I think, you know, um, I think either Chris had posted about it and I somehow saw that or um, I think he was like, um, you know, part of like the, the executive uh, leadership or something like that. But um, I remember reaching out to him and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I love what you're doing. I love what you posted. I love this this group that we have here. Like, oh, my gosh, like this other Christian gamers. Like, wow. Um, and then I said, I said, uh, you know, um, I would love to meet up with you if that's all right, just so I can kind of express um, you know, my thoughts on all of this and kind of, you know, just, just get to know you and meet another uh, Christian gamer. Chris was the very first Christian gamer that I had met, which sounds kind of crazy um, a little yeah. bit, especially with, with is crazy. the so, I have now. I'm so sorry that I had to set the bar so low. <laughs> no, oh, oh my goodness, man. I, I, I was so excited. Um, so, um, you know, and then he was super gracious. He said, yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, and uh, I drove out to, I think it was Ventura, Um uh, to meet him, which was a far drive for me, but I was, you know, it, it felt like nothing because I was. So and you were tired. you were living where at this time? I was living in L.A. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been born and raised in L.A. You know, my whole life, so I've been here. Drove out to Ventura, and um, you know, we kind of spent the day together. And he was, you know, again, super gracious, very supportive. Uh, told me about his story and how he got involved in gaming, how he became a Christian, and kind of that experience of being, um, you know, a Christian in the gaming uh, industry, in the gaming space, in the gaming community. So. That was, um, you know, a very eye-opening experience for me. Um, you know, it was pretty monumental, uh, and I think kind of changed the trajectory of, uh, you know, of my life mm. and how I kind of involved myself in gaming as a Christian. Um, and uh, you know, and, and and again, I think that uh, his experience that he kind of um, shared with me uh, was very inspiring. And now, um, you know, being where I am now, I try to be kind of that supportive figure for others in my life, you know, others who. Yes. Um, you know, who, who have, uh, you know, kind of leaned on gaming as a crutch in their lives um, in one way or another. Um, and then maybe, you know, like they're they're now coming into um, you know learning about religion, learning about their 
faith, learning about God and, and, and the Christian, um, you know, the Christian religion. Uh, and, you know, um, I know from experience that can be daunting and there's a lot of questions there. So, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm happy now that I can be someone who can uh, be of a support since I've had that experience. Yes. Um, and, and what again, were you? Um, yeah. 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 What were you doing at the time? Uh, were you because you, I know like we should probably frame for our listeners kind of what your your work in the world of gaming like you you were really involved in esports and then also you've worked for blizzard like i don't know give us a frame for us kind of what you do in the world of video games absolutely so um currently uh i work as um uh, my position is called a quality assurance engineer um level three and uh when i first started um i went to uh school at Loyola marymount university studying computer science you know so i've always been into tech and gaming um, and all that stuff um, and then my first job in, in the industry was at Disney Interactive Studios. Now, when I met Chris, I've heard of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly where I was in my career. I, I may have been still in college. I may have been, um, you know, just starting at Disney or it might have been a, a job later on. I don't remember exactly where I was. But, um, yeah, I started off at Disney Interactive Studios um, and then went to another company called ABC Mouse um, and then. Uh, took some time off of, um, you know, working and went uh, back to school a little bit. I studied at a programming uh, boot camp, uh, which was, uh, you know, a really cool experience. And then after that, I got uh, picked up by Blizzard Entertainment. Um, I worked at Blizzard Entertainment for about three years. um, And I actually just recently left Blizzard Entertainment. Um, Not for any, you know, bad reasons. This was kind of, uh, this was like right before all of the controversy um, but, um, yeah, left Blizzard and now I'm at another company called Truex, um, which is a, a digital marketing agency in, uh, based in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, working as a QA engineer there. Um, uh, so that's kind of my, uh, um, you know, my experience, uh, in, in the field and with gaming, um, you know, like I said, I've always been a gamer. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things about me is I like to be, uh, I like competitive gaming, you know, so esports. Um, I like to destroy and- people. I, you know what? I, I love to kind of Amen, get in, brother. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Um, and uh, so I think it was when. Have I you was, played League of Legends with Chris? I, I haven't played with Chris yet. Uh, that sounds a little daunting. So. Oh, let's go. Dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, this guy, this guy here. I don't know if you've if you've heard of him. He's a semi-professional amateur Smash Bros. Yes, uh, I, I, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite accurate. Um. That's yeah. uh that's your that's your esport of, of choice, right? Is Smash? He's that, a, that is my he's esport of choice. That's my Captain game. Falcon main. Um, um mm, not not quite Captain. I, I do love a, a good Falcon punch, but my my, my guy is Mario. I'm old school. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> yeah. So um so Smash Bros. Uh yeah that that's actually like you know that's pretty much my all time favorite game, and that is the game that brought me into esports. Um and I think one of the reasons why. Uh, Chris and I hit it off so well is because I had just recently started hosting esports tournaments, and that was something that Chris and I kind of connected on. Um, so, um, so yeah, when I was at Disney, I had just started hosting tournaments at my church um, over here in Los Angeles. I started hosting um, esports tournaments, and uh, so basically that started because um, you know I was part of the youth group at my church, and I said, hey. Um, I would love to, you know, we wanted to kind of figure out a way to bring more young adults into the community um, or from the community into the church. Um, I said, hey, you know, I have some friends who are gamers. Um, You know, they may not be, you know, uh, they're not really Christian. However, I think they can have a good time here at the church, make some connections. They can have a good time with the gaming. You know, that that could be a cool thing. 
So I decided to, um, you know, put on a little, uh, a little event and it was supposed to be very small. You know, <laughs> I put out a couple things on Facebook, you know, I made a flyer or two, um, and, you know, um, had some folks come out and what happened was word just kind of got around and, you know, um, what happened was we had, um, around a hundred people show up at the church for this event. Um, you know, and this was the first time I had ever put on something like this. Um, it was out of control, really crazy. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, I was not prepared at all for that. I had, um, a few, you know, TV monitors. Um, I had a few, uh, gaming stations that I had a few friends of mine bring. Um, and you know, I had like a, a bracket set up or whatever, but, um, it was just complete pandemonium. Mm. Um, it ended up being, it, you know, it was still a fun event because a lot of people yeah. came in. Um, you know, it was their first time at a tournament, you know, so they weren't really sure what to expect. But, you know, having people come together and, you know, have community and kind of play some games was cool. Um, but that kind of opened my eyes. I was like, wow, there's people here in the community who are willing to come out, um, you know, to a church to play, uh, to play these games and to meet people and have a good time. You know, this can be something that can, you know, really expand. So, um, you know, long story short, I started to kind of mobilize and um, put some things together. Uh, work with a few vendors and, you know, uh, really kind of make a um, a whole production out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I got uh, like ev everything got better, um, you know, more organized, more people, um, you know, to help support it. And then I started hosting like, you know, actual legit uh, uh, esports tournaments. Um, and from there, I've hosted about eight of them all together. Um, and each one, you know, was better than the last. And, you know, um, you know, it grew and grew. This last one that I had, which was in 2020, January, um, we had about 250 participants. Um, uh, you know, we had um, a full production with a lot. We had live streaming. We had uh, commentators. Um, we served food, oh, that's cool. you know, all these different things, prizes, yeah. raffles, you know, the, the whole the whole shebang. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a great experience. So that's what I still hope to do moving forward. Of course, now with COVID and lockdowns, it's a little bit more difficult. So I'm trying to navigate that space. But that is a passion of mine. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of my background when it comes to esports um, and my, my career background. I'll say one more thing. I also love to compete, of course. I don't just host. I actually like to play and compete at tournaments. Um, so I've been doing that. I like to go to, uh, to Evo. I'm sure you guys know about Evo. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, you know, so that, that's kind of my thing. Um, and. Yeah. Always Super Smash, or have you have you dabbled in any other esports? It's it's pretty much just Super Smash Bros. When it comes to actual going to tournaments, however, um, I'm also really big with Halo. Um, I'm also really big with uh, with Call of Duty. Um, I love Apex Legends. Um, you know, so these games I play competitively online, but I haven't mm -hmm. actually gone to you know tournaments yet. Are you are you like one of those gamers that's like a natural like you? You you play Apex Legends for a couple of weeks oh, and already gosh. you're like poning noobs left it. and right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I, I don't know what it is, but that that's kind of been the case when I, when I get into a game. Like you know, when I, when I really enjoy it, I start to try and figure yeah, out. Some you know, of us are out here grinding, man. Like, <laughs> yes. We are just grinding <laughs> no. to get to gold, oh, and this goodness, guy goodness. shows up and he just gets yeah. placed in diamond probably right away. <laughs> Oh I, I don't know, man. I, I think I just have a knack for, um, you know, just, just for for gaming, and, and like I said, like that kind of, that kind of competitive nature is just in me. So like, I always try and you know get better. Um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 a fun yeah. thing for me, and it's, it's a passion. What's your um like? What's your what's the pinnacle of your esports career as a as a 
as a competitor? Okay. Like what, what's a, what's give, give us like one of your greatest accomplishments. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I would, I would say, okay, I'm going to give you three short ones. So I'd say the first Great. one would be when I went to, uh, it was the first time I won a local tournament in my area. It was at, uh, it was at a game store. Um, I forgot the name of it, but I went, there was about maybe like uh, 40 or 50 competitors and I ended up taking first place and it was amazing. My first time winning a tournament, this was for super smash bros. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I made, I I think the prize was like, maybe like, like two or $300. Um, But you know, just, just, you know, being able to say, wow, I got first place. That was incredible. It was enough to make you quit your job. And oh man, (laughs) I was was tempting. Not gonna lie. Baby, path to pro. (laughs) I was like, oh, this this could be a thing for me. Um, so, uh, so, so that, that would be, um, one thing. And then the next one would be when I went to Evo, uh, it was my first time at Evo, um, you know, played in the Smash Bros tournament. I got top 64 out of about, I think it was like 23 or 2,400, uh, competitors. I got top Dang, 64, dude. which yeah. was amazing for me. Um, you know, so that was great. Um, and then the number one thing for me, uh, would be, um, when I went to, um, E3, this was, um, I think it was 2018, maybe. It was, it was right when um, uh, the newest Super Smash Bros. Uh, Ultimate game came out. And uh, I was at E3. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It was before the game came out. So uh, on the show floor, they had, the, they had demos. Um, and what you could do was, if you had, you know, if you had an E3 pass, you could come in and you could participate in a tournament that they had on the show floor. Yeah. And, you know, there was a big crowd. Everybody was watching. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and if you make your way through the tournament, then you get a medallion. Now, here's the thing. Um, typically, uh, you know, you have your E3 pass and you can only go through one time and, you know, get a prize. However, there were people who had their passes, but didn't want to enter into the tournament. And I had friends who were there like that. So they say, Hey Ryan, I'm not going to do the tournament. So you can take my, you know, free registration for the tournament. So I did that and was able to go inside the line <laughs> multiple times. And I ended up winning uh, five first place medals. I, I, went, I went through the tournament. Check, check this out. Check this out. I went through the tournament six times. That's amazing. I, I went through the tournament six times in total. I, I lost one time. I got second place. But the other five times, I got first place. And, you know, so I got five gold medallions. And then I also got, like, some, some swag, a Super Smash Bros. hat, and a few other items. And and uh, people started to notice, like, oh, this is the same guy, you know, running through and winning the tournament, you know, and then, and then uh, it was it was incredible. And then get this, um, so I was wearing, I, I was kind of flexing a little bit. I was wearing the medallion. I think it was like day two or day three of E3. Had I was wearing all of them. One of the Nintendo reps uh, noticed me and came up to me. Um, he said, he said, hey, you've got a lot of medallions. Uh, you must be pretty good at the game. And I was like, you know, I'm pretty good. I have my friend with me as well. He was like, he was hyping me up. He was like, oh yeah, Ryan, this is nice guy, Ryan, you know, this and that. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, yo, I would love to have you guys come play the game and tell me what you think about it. So he took us, we got escorted. My friend was with me, so he was able to come with me. We got escorted into the, the Nintendo uh, VP lounge, okay, where they had all of these like executives. Reggie was there. Uh, wait, wait, who? <laughs> I was Reggie. getting Reggie. Reggie was there. Reggie was, there. <laughs> Reggie was in there. Amazing, I, dude. Reggie was in there. The voice of Mario uh, was in there. I, I got to take some. Oh some man, pictures with him. This is all on my Instagram, by the way. If you want to check it out. But but dude, Reggie was. This in there. is the most classic Ryan Bodie story <laughs> oh, I have ever heard. This guy, man. I was on Unreal, Cloud Nine. It, it was it was absolutely Unreal. incredible. 
And then so we had we had a station all to ourselves where we can play the game as, as much as we wanted. And then they were asking us questions, taking notes, this and that. We were giving them feedback um, and just being in there. Oh, oh my God, it, it, was, it was so it was so nice. It was a really good time. So that was kind of the pinnacle. Oh, oh, wait a minute. There's more. Cool. There's more. There's more. I got, I got one more thing. So, um, <laughs> so that was great. And then so at the end of E3, all the tournaments were done for Smash. Um, the announcer. Came oh, up. I do have a question about that, yeah. about that last story. Did you did you talk to Reggie? Like, did you? Like, no, hey, I, I didn't get to talk Reg? to Reggie. I didn't get to well, talk they, to him. They said, "Don't look him in the eye." Like, don't Man, make eye contact. It was, it was pretty intense. He had Six security around him at all times. Um, so I saw him. You know, he walked past me with the security. I was a little bit too nervous to try and run up and stop him or try and say something. So I, I didn't get to do that. But the fact, you know, we were in the same space together. He was like two feet you away. You breathed the same air. You, you know, I, I, air, I was starstruck. You know. <laughs> So. Yeah, I would have been like, "Hey, uh, see all these medals? Uh, <laughs> you, need, you need you need someone to uh, you know come work for, come work for you." Explains <laughs> why if anyone has any complaints about Mario being OP in the most recent Smash Bros. Right? Because you were back there saying, "Oh, Mario, he just feels a little weak, you know? Like he just oh, doesn't hit hard <laughs> enough. Like maybe we gotta." <laughs> that, so that anybody's my, got any complaints? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, no. That 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 was great. It was cool to see him. Um, and then that last point, I was, um, you know, the announcer came out. It was the last, you know, tournaments were over. He said, okay, everybody who, who's won a medal, um, raise your hand. You know, a bunch of people raised their hand. And then he said, everyone who, who won two medals. He kept on going two, three. Who, who's, who's won four medals? Two people raised their hand. He said, who's won five? I was the one that, ra- I was the only one that raised my hand for five medals. He told me, right, he said, okay, you come up to the stage. And then the other two uh, players who had four medals, they did rock, paper, scissors. One of them won. And then he had like an ultimate match for me and this other person um, on stage, live in front of the whole nice. crowd. And then it was really hype. He was commentating it. And then I won. I won the match with Mario finishing off the last stock with a, a spike. Crowd went wild. It was awesome. <laughs> and then I came down. People were like, oh, my God, who are you? Are you a pro player? Can I get some pictures? Oh, my God. Metal. <laughs> How much do you want for your for your hat? Like it, it was like all the crazy stuff. So That's great. That that was a really cool experience just overall. That would I think be my my pinnacle kind of esports uh you know moment. Nice, nice. Did you did you sell your hat? I did not. I, I kept everything. I've got everything <laughs> you know here in my room. Um, so yeah. The the underwear you wore that day you still wear every time oh, you have a Smash Bros mm-hmm. match. I uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't speak on that part, but um you know. <laughs> what's up nerd you digging this podcast well the audio enjoyment doesn't end there visit ltnonair.com and make ltn radio your new go-to for the best christian rock rap pop and indie as well as our exclusive ltn shows and podcasts some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else visit ltnonair.com to listen now and find the link to our app now back to the show so, dude, tell us about Blizzard, uh, what it was like, you know, that experience yeah. working there. I mean, obviously, it's hot button now for different reasons, but I right. think anybody listening probably knows the name Blizzard. It's pretty household. Yeah. Um, what was it like? I mean, how did you how did you get hired there and what was yep. it like working there and all that? So so Blizzard, I'll start by saying it was absolutely a dream job. It was mm-hmm. an incredible spirit, uh, experience. 
Um, and uh, what's funny is while I was there, you know, I would tell people, you know, people that, okay, you know, I have the band, you've been here a month, whatever, how was it? And I'm like, it's, it's amazing. Um, and people told me who had been there for years, they said, they said I'm glad you're enjoying it now. But, um, you know, uh, before this, it was even better. Um, apparently, you know, once like the, the Activision acquisition happened and, or, uh, you know, partnership happened or whatever, and like, you know, you know, things weren't quite as awesome. But the fact that it was still, my experience was still awesome, like says a lot about, you know, how incredible it must have been in years past, right? When things mm -hmm. were so new and fresh. But anyways, um, so I started working on Blizzard. Um, this was right after I left my programming boot camp. And I was actually looking for a, um, a full-on engineering position. However, I was reached out to by a Blizzard recruiter. And they said, Ryan, um, you know, we've seen your LinkedIn and we like your experience. We saw you in that, that Smash tournament <laughs> at E3. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Reggie called us and he oh said, man, God. you've got to get this guy online right now. <laughs> man, um, <laughs> no, nah, they, uh, you know, I, I think I think they kind of just saw me on, on LinkedIn because I, I was looking, you know, I had my my profile set to, you know, open for work. And, um, you know, they saw my QA experience. By that time, I'd had about four years of quality assurance experience. And they said, okay, Ryan, looks like you're, you know, looking for um, a, a programming position. However, um, you know, we like your QA experience. We like what you learned here. We like kind of like, you know, where you're headed in your career. Um, and we think that you'd be a great uh, fit, you know, here at Blizzard um, as a, uh, uh, my role with a, with a mobile test analyst. Um, and I said, okay, um, you know, so I went ahead with the interviews and, um, you know, really I was kind of not quite, you know, even though it was Blizzard, I wasn't quite sure. Cause I was like, I want, I want to take my career, my career this way, but they, they really sold the, uh, um, the position that, you know, they were like, okay, um, you know, you're going to be working on this team, you know, you're going to be working, um, you know, hand in hand with all these engineers and designers. Um, and you know, you'll have this experience and we have these resources and we can help to further your education and you can take these free classes and, you know, all, all these different resources that were, um, you know, there for me on campus. And then they just talked about the culture and all this stuff. So I was, you know, but, but after like my second interview, I was sold. I was like, I was like I'm, I'm all in. I, I would love to, you know, yeah. to take up this. You were um, all trying to play it cool, play hard to get. And then it just. <laughs> a little bit. I, I didn't last end. too long. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> so, so it, it was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, you know, by the grace of God, I did get um, offered, um, you know, a position and, uh, you know, I accepted it and, uh, you know, and it was great. And uh, my goal was to or my, my plan was to, you know, work in this test analyst position. But at the same time, you know, kind of continue uh, my studying, you know, take advantage of the different resources and talk to the engineers on my team who were, you know, who were very, very forthcoming with, you know, kind of uh, mentoring me and everything, um, you know, and eventually work my way over to a programming uh, full on engineering position. Um, so. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so I started at Blizzard and. I think it was like, you know, my the second day I was there, they were like, all right, uh, employee trip. They took us all to the to the beach, uh, free food, drinks, lots <laughs> of all these like all, all these awesome things. And then, um, you know, the rest of that week, I, I, I spent most of my time playing World of Warcraft because they were like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it's summertime. We're chilling. And, uh, you know, you just started. So just kind of hang tight. Free food everywhere. Meeting all these cool people. You know, it was I was like, this. how is this real life? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty incredible. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, that kind of continued for most of my time there, you know, just hmm. so many celebrations and, and different things. You know, Blizzard, anytime they launched a game or had a big update or did really anything, they were like, all right, celebrate, you know. Yeah. like on Any excuse to throw a party. Any, any, any excuse at all. <laughs> hey, we guys, just, somebody just subscribed for WoW. Let's throw a party. <laughs> we just got a new sub. 
like, like pretty much, man. Like it was, it was pretty incredible. It was, it was kind of over the top. And um, again, like just like the culture was awesome. Like everybody that I met was just so passionate and intelligent, um, and just just really, really skilled at their job, but also very uh, nice and you know welcoming. It felt like a family. The campus was beautiful. All these amenities. Um, you know, it, it was it really, really was a dream job. Um, and um, uh, let me see. So that was my experience there. Um, unfortunately, once COVID hit and then we were working from home, that was not as uh, fun for me because you yes. know, I was no longer, you know, around my coworkers. The engagement was lost. A lot of no things. parties. Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> free. No was, more free food. You know, like I couldn't <laughs> go in and like just get all the food, every, every, you know, in the kitchen, whatever. Oh, and by the way, um, two things. Uh, while I was on campus, um, I started hosting um, uh, Super Smash Bros tournaments and weekly events on campus. Um, you know, so people, you know, so I started to meet a lot of people. Everyone knew me, you know, nice guy, ride this and that. Um, and uh, yeah, did you wear week, your medals? I, I did not wear the medals. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to do all that. That was a little too much, um, you know. Uh, but um, uh, I made sure they knew about them. I made sure that everybody <laughs> knew the story. That's for sure. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. So we, I was hosting these on campus. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a bunch of monitors and everybody would bring their switches and I would order pizza and drinks. And, you know, that was a great thing. We had that every week. We would have tournaments. Uh, I would bring people uh, from off campus. Um, so I brought guests from Riot Games and from, you know, different, uh, you know, places. And, um, you know, I brought a few pro players. It was great. Um, mm-hmm. And I also uh, um, uh, there was a Bible study that was on campus. I learned about um um, I forgot how I met them, but I, I learned that somebody from my church worked there and then I, you know, um, met him and then he was like, oh, yeah, we have a Bible study. So I was engaging in that. And then um, uh, one of the guys who was leading the Bible study had to leave Blizzard for another opportunity. So I took over and then I was, you know, uh, uh, running the Bible study, you know, for, for um, you know, for um, uh, uh, for several months. So that was a great experience. Um, you know, so all, all, all these things, it was just really, really nice. Um, you know, learned a lot. Uh, but yeah, like I said, once we uh, moved off campus, um, you know, the experience definitely took took a dive. Um, and uh, eventually I started to um, kind of like get a, a little bit complacent, I, I think I would say. Um, and a friend of mine, you know, who was, um, you know, leaving uh, Blizzard for another company uh, or another opportunity, he said, Ryan, I think that, you know, you told me about how you've been feeling and, you know, all these things. And, was like, I think that there's some other opportunities that would be more enriching or more engaging for you. And I said, okay, I'll kind of, uh, you know, uh, take a look. Um, and this was, um, you know, I've been at my new job now for two months. So this must have been about five months ago. Um, I started to, uh, uh, you know, apply and I got back on LinkedIn and I saw some other opportunities. Um, and uh, I decided to, you know, go ahead and, and see what I can do. Um, and uh, I found one that was great. It's TrueX. Um, you know, did the interviewing and everything. It, it worked out and I decided to, to pick up the position. Um, and, you know, so ultimately, you know, me leaving Blizzard was really just because, um, you know, without being, you know, since we weren't on campus anymore, that part of the experience was lost. And that was a big part of yes. why I was there. Um, and then also, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I think a change of pace was nice. And, uh, you know, the, the job I have now, um, you know, they, um, you know, a lot of them are in L.A. Blizzard, obviously, is in Irvine, so I wasn't really around too many people mm-hmm. there. Uh, this job is in um, L.A., so there's a little bit more engagement that I can have with my coworkers for different outings and stuff like that. So it's 
I, yeah. I feel a little bit more, you know, part of the uh, more connected here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that was, you know, another big. Part so of what, do, what do you do now? Is it in? Is it in? Is so, your work in video games or how? What, what is it? Yeah, what is yeah. It so, so TrueX, TrueX actually is 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 not a video game company. TrueX is yeah. um is a, a, a media and marketing and, and advertising. Um and uh, yeah, you know, so so that was definitely a big change. You know, leaving the gaming industry. Um, I do plan on going back later on down the road, but I think right now this was a good change for me, just for kind of more experience, a little bit more well rounded. Yeah. You know, things like mm-hmm. that. Um and um. Uh, this position is still technically within the QA department. Um, however, it's a lot more tech, technical, uh, technically focused. Um, I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm uh, utilizing code um, and, you know, uh, a lot more kind of, of engineering um, uh, vibe to it. And um, it's a really kind of good bridge uh, for me towards full on engineering. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, now I'm, you know, I'm learning a That's whole cool. lot. Um, it's a huge challenge. Um, they're teaching me a lot of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. And I plan to, um, I think when I do eventually go back into gaming, I want it to be as an engineer. That's kind of my plan yeah. right now. Um, has that always been like your goal, like to work in, in video games, to design yeah. program yeah, yeah. Video games and stuff? I, I, I would, I would say so. I think, you know, um, once, you know, I, I became a gamer very early and I loved it. Um, and, um, I think, well, more so my goal was always to be in tech. I always wanted to, you know, be kind of like, you know, um, nearby, like the latest and greatest uh, technology and and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And then, you know, but specifically within tech, gaming was always just kind of a natural fit, right? Because that's my passion. Those are my people. That's my culture. Um, So, uh, yeah, you know, and then my experience, you know, at Disney and at Blizzard, um, it definitely felt right. It felt perfect. Um, and I love that. So, so ultimately I do want to work within uh, the gaming space, um, and, uh, you know, be able to contribute and give back to uh, a community that's done so much for me. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then as far as programming, that's always been, um, my goal. Um, you know, definitely not really like designing or anything too creative like that, because I'm not a very creative person, unfortunately. Uh, but in terms of programming, um, you know, that's a lot more, you know, it's very technical, obviously. Um, and it's, uh, um, I don't have to be necessarily like, you know, super artsy or creative in order to excel uh, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. job. So it, it kind yeah. of works out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was probably like kind of fortunate, honestly, in some ways, like maybe that was the Lord looking out for you that, uh, you left your job at Blizzard when you did, you know, I mean, yeah. it would be, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to dismiss at all in any way anybody's experience there right. um you know and obviously there's some people that are hurting right now and expressing mm-hmm. that hurt um and man you know want to do nothing but empower their voice but i can imagine you know it, it just it would be it would be concerning to be there right now i think yeah you know, yeah. It would, yeah and so uh probably you what's know. that been like for you ryan i mean just seeing all this stuff come out was it like Oh yeah, that makes sense. Or, or was it really surprising, or like something in yeah. between? Like, what's that all been like for you? Yeah. So, um, I would say, and uh, um, you know, I, I definitely want to kind of premise this with the fact that this is my own personal experience, right? Um, but uh, for me, it was definitely a surprise, huge mm. surprise. I had no idea at all about any of this happening, and I was very shocked to hear that you know this kind of stuff could happen um, at Blizzard. Uh, my experience, as I said earlier. Um, was absolutely 
awesome and enjoyable. Uh, never experienced really anything negative while I was there. And, and this is, you know, this is a shared experience that I have with um, lots of other people at Blizzard, including women, including, you know, minorities and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, everyone who I had talked to and shared experience with and worked with, they all, um, you know, uh, uh, shared that they that everything was great, and that they love Blizzard and, and the community and, and everything that was going on. Um, now, uh, again, that's that's my experience, and but I, I at the same time do understand that things happen, um, you know, behind closed doors. Uh, things are you know hidden and stuff like that, and and different people have different experiences. And I absolutely yeah. do not want to uh, discount anybody else's experience that's mm-hmm. been that's been poor, that's been um, you know hurtful or um, or, or or negative. Um, so, um, but yeah, for me, it was definitely a shock, huge shock. Um, and, um, and it's like important to recognize, like, that's a huge company. Yeah, um, exactly. Do you know how many employees? Um, uh, let me see. I think it's, I can't remember exactly, but I I know that like on, let me see. I I think it's around, it's between like, uh, three to 4,000, I believe. Yeah. So not a lot. Yeah. 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 And I just bring that up to say, like, I think some people like it's really easy from the security of your like home computer and keyboard to sit at your desk and like judge people for not noticing this frat boy culture or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, you know, your experience is your experience. And uh, and it's a big company and we can't, you know, not everybody had that experience. So, I mean, I I just appreciate you being honest. And I I think. well, it's yeah, easy to make like monoliths of things, right? Like this is mm-hmm. something that happens all the time where we just, we paint people into a corner of like, well, obviously everyone at Blizzard sucks and anyone that's ever worked for Blizzard sucks, including you, Ryan, and yeah. anyone that ever will work for <laughs> Blizzard sucks. And right. it happens in all realms. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 so yeah, I think that's. There's yeah. far more nuance to it, you know. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I, I think that's a very, very important, um, you know, um, aspect to to note. And and really quick, let me make a, a slight correction. Uh, Blizzard has about forty seven hundred employees currently. Um, so a little bit more. Thanks for fact checking yourself yeah, on our thank podcast. You. I appreciate <laughs> no <that>. problem. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, no, no. I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, uh, when folks were saying that you know Blizzard is just all around fully, you know, the frat boy kind of a boys club kind of thing. Um, and that this behavior is, is prevalent just like all throughout it. Um, I couldn't, it was, it was tough to, to hear that because again, um, you know, I, I was a huge part of the community. I went to all the events on campus, as many as I could go to, um, including, you know, uh, um, events that, you know, weren't for my, you know, demographic per se right. or whatever. Um, sure. And, um, you know, I, I was everywhere, always trying to meet new people, um, you know, different departments, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I just didn't really see any sign of any of that. Um, again, doesn't mean it wasn't there, but to say that the entire culture, all of it is just, per, you know, it's just like, you know, it's full on like that. Um, I'm just not sure that I can agree with that. Um, and, um, you know, Chris, like you were saying, a lot of people are kind of doing some, um, you know, I, I've seen some harassment of uh, Blizzard employees who still decide to support Blizzard or decide mm-hmm. to or, you know, who are still working there. Uh, or yeah. people who still play Blizzard games um, and things like that. You know, I've just seen a lot of like, you know, generalizing. Like, you know, you know like, like no one should be supporting Blizzard. And Blizzard needs to burn and 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 close down. And and you know, you shouldn't support it. Don't play their games. Don't you know at all speak speak uh, positive about Blizzard. And I, I don't think that that's right. You know, I think that 
Obviously, there needs to be change. There needs to be some correction. Um, I think that Blizzard as a company and really, really any company, you know, uh, gaming and non-gaming, you know, issues like this are going to persist because, you know, I, I think that, you know, human beings are flawed. So you're always going to have issues like this. Um, I think what matters is we understand that, um, you know, bad things happen, you know, people do bad things um, and those corrections need to happen, um, you know, and, uh, you know, leadership, of course, needs to take responsibility and stuff like that. But it's it's not. It's not everyone. I don't. I, I don't think we should paint, you know, uh, with such brushes. Yeah, for sure. And like, I did you know by chance? Just curious, because uh, yeah. we've had him on this podcast. Did you know Yannick Lejac? Yannick, that sounds familiar. But I, huge I company. He was a writer at, Bl at Blizzard for a few years. Okay, uh, probably okay. would have. You guys would have been uh, would have been around the same timeline, I think. But okay. anyway, forty seven hundred employees. So. Oh, no. But anyway, he there was a post about the controversy, everything that's going on at Blizzard on the Love Nerd community. And uh, and he chimed in and just basically said something I think is helpful to remember because lots of people right now are talking about, um, you know, uh, boycotting Blizzard. You know, there's right. there's people that are saying I'm never going to play another Blizzard game again. Yeah. And I think I think several things you've mentioned are helpful uh and putting that in perspective but another is like boycotting their games actually in a lot of ways hurts some of the people that exactly are most like the people that are yeah. hurting the like the people that are hurting the most in all of this are the people that experience the you know the, the harassment the sexual harassment right. and so forth and uh you know a lot of them still have shares in the company and and that yeah. sort of thing and so saying i'm never going to play their games actually like yeah i mean it it, it it's going to hurt um you know all these, you know, jail and Brack and so forth. Uh, but those guys are going to land on their feet. <laughs> right. You know what they I mean? Got, like, they got but, plenty of money. <laughs> They'll be fine. But the, but the folks that were actually harassed and are a part of this thing, like, um, you know, they, they need, they need that, that money. Yeah. And so anyway, it's just, no, no, I guess no. I just bring it up to say, these things are like way more complicated than we yes. think they are sometimes. Absolutely. No, it, it's very nuanced. Like, thank you for saying that. And, and, you know, some of the most, um, you know, passionate, hardworking people at Blizzard, um, you know, who have put their lives and their hearts and blood, sweat and tears into these games, into these experiences, into these, you know, like the animations and, and, and the visuals and the design and the, you know, level designing, you know, gameplay, everything, the stories, you know, there's so much there. And, and, and these people um, um, are like some of the main people who are, who are voicing concerns and saying, yes, Blizzard does need to, to be better uh, and to change and, and uh, you know, all these things. Um, but they're the ones that are getting hurt from like, you know, just, oh, you know, everybody needs to hate Blizzard and boycott everything. And, you know, and I, I completely respect folks who feel like that's the way that they want to react and, and that they want to protest or, or boycott. That's fine. But I think that it's not OK to harass, um, you know, uh, individuals just for supporting mm -hmm. Blizzard, playing Blizzard games. And and I think that is, is definitely important. Or going back to work there or, you know. Yeah, yeah you know, um, or, or who had aspirations to work there. Um, and, and then also, yeah, just like you said, um, you know, even, even I think boycott and blizzard as a whole, it's, it, um, it should at least be considered the fact that, okay, who are you actually hurting? Who are the people in the long run who are going to, um, you know, be hurt by this? Uh, that's, I think that's a very important point. I, I want to, there's, there's definitely been times that when a boycott things, uh, <laughs> and you know, th there was a big talk about boycotting, um, Red Dead Redemption and, and, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two and and everything that uh, Rockstar puts out because of their employment practices. You know the, these stories about um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Crunch. The term for when you crunch. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. I can think of that. Um, and you know, uh, again, I think like, hopefully we have a mentality because gamers feel, I think more than maybe almost like any other group of people we're so deeply tied to our favorite IPs and we, we feel like we have this power over them in a way. And in a way we do. I mean, I think about how gamers changed the ending of mass effect three, basically (laughs) with their protests and uh, just some of the different things like gamers have pulled off collectively Mm -hmm. Uh, GameStop, like that whole, that whole thing, uh, the stock uh, Mm -hmm. story with GameStop. Yeah, it's it's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. and and boy, boycotts are typically. I'm not going to say they never help, but but what I want to see is is reform. You know, right. I want to see reform in this industry because I, like, yes, like we were talking about this before the podcast. Like, <laughs> I bet there's a lot of these kind of stories out there. I mean, Blizzard is is just one such story, yeah. but we've heard lots of other stories like this of yeah. things like this going on in big game companies. So I think, but. But I still love this medium. I still love video yeah. games. Yeah. And so like my heart is I just want to see I want to see these companies get better and get more healthy. And so so it's it's like we're at a really gnarly point in this story with Blizzard. Uh it's it's maybe it's probably gonna get even worse before it gets better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but my hope is that you know, the story that comes out of this is that people talk you know, some of these people that were hurt by Blizzard or or maybe not the people that were hurt by it, but, you know, just the culture gets better. Yeah, just the yeah. g- gaming culture in general gets better. It's got yeah. a long way to go. Well, and that hopefully it, it inspires it. other companies, big, medium, small, to, yeah. to put practice in place too. You know, I think because of how explosive the gaming industry has been, I mean, especially the last, you know, 10 years, but really mm-hmm. every year it grows yeah. leaps and bounds. Any time you have that amount of money going into something yeah. without the accountability, the checks and balances, like those sort of foundational things, like it's a recipe, like people, lots of money, no accountability, mm-hmm. forget it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. when has that ever gone wrong? Right? No. Like it, it the answer is always um, <laughs> like, yep. so I think because of how rapidly this industry has grown, we haven't had time to put in those sort of proper accountability mm-hmm. channels and things right. to really keep people in check, you know, to keep people. Cause dude, I don't, I don't care how quote unquote good of a person you are. Like you give someone that much money, that much autonomy, that much power, Mm-hmm. That will corrupt yes. the best of us. Yep. Doesn't freaking matter. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, that, I'm hopeful. You know, that's that's good. That's good. And, and I mean, you know, let's also be honest. You know, I think we all know that. Uh, you know, the gaming. Um, you know, I think I think gaming culture has always uh, been in need of improvement. Um, I think that there's been, um, you know, the the type of you know I don't like to use this word, but toxicity uh, that mm-hmm. we see in like online interactions and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the way that, that, that women are, are treated, you know, um, you know, I think just, just in, in life, um, a lot of the time, but also, especially in gaming, um, you know, and just kind of like, um, uh, a lot of like, uh, you know, like uncaring, I think, or, or like unkindness. Um, I think that when, you know, when, when you're playing sports or when you're like in person, there's a lot of, 
um, you know, uh, personableness uh, that kind of helps with different interactions. But gaming kind of just seems cutthroat a lot of the time, right? So I think that that kind of seeps into the gaming industry um, in some ways. And, uh, you know, so, so, we, so we've seen that stuff and we know what the culture can be like. Um, it definitely needs to get better. Um, and, um, you know, so I, 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 like I would say, I think it's worth pointing that out um, and letting people know um, that, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say here, but uh, things need yeah. to get better and, and yeah. there has to be there has to be change. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we should be, um, uh, you know, we should be uh, uh, gracious towards those who kind of uh, speak out about these things. Um, and, and we should listen. And I think there's a way to address it, um, you know, that that is proper and appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say, too, I kind of want to walk back a little bit on what I said before, because I want to make sure I'm not saying that I know the answers <laughs> to these yeah. things or or like that I'm saying, like, Blizzard shouldn't burn to the ground. What I want to say is I don't right. know. I don't know what the right thing is, uh, you know, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's complicated, yeah. like I said. Sure. Um, you know, maybe it is justice in God's economy. I don't know. I'm not God, mm-hmm. but right. for Blizzard to burn to the ground and for something else to be built um, mm-hmm. in its ashes or something, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I want to be really careful that we don't like that. None of us try to speak for people who who sure. ultimately uh, who are victims you know, of these things. You know, very complicated situations. Yeah don't have simple answers <laughs> like it right. yeah. one follows the other right a very complicated situation tends to have a very complicated answer whatever that even means like if there even is one single answer so i think yeah yeah nuance yeah. nuance nuance yep. we suck at yep. it in general this week in nerd history you're getting old harry In just a couple months, the movie version of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone will turn 20 years old. Sorry, you had to hear that. But of course, the book is even older. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as it was originally titled for release in the UK, was Joe Rowling's debut novel, and one she worked on for over six years. Several publishers passed on the book because it was too long for their liking, coming in at about 90,000 words before edits. Young adult novels rarely went above 80,000, and many were half that. And even though the the final draft of the book came in at just under 77,000 words. Every book after broke the 80,000 word barrier, with Order of the Phoenix topping the series with 257,000 words between its covers. While Philosopher's Stone released in the UK in June of 1997, the US rights were purchased by Scholastic the April before for $105,000, which was significantly higher than average. The book was then released in the US on September 1st, 1998, under the name Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone because Scholastic thought the word philosopher would sound too archaic for American readers. Within a year, Sorcerer's Stone topped the New York Times list of best-selling fiction and stayed at or near the top for much of 99 and 2000, until the New York Times was pressured into separating the list into two separate lists, an adult fiction and a children's fiction list, because publishers wanted to give their books a fighting chance. Currently, the book has been translated into 80 languages, including Latin and even ancient Greek. Safe to say, it's cast quite a spell on all of us. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Let's talk about you. Uh, you grew up in LA, is that right? 
Yeah. Uh huh. Twenty nine years, born and raised, right here. Nice. Cool. What was that like? Do you did you enjoy growing up in LA, or you don't know anything different? Um, uh, <laughs> I, I guess to be honest, I don't know a whole lot. Um, you know, different than LA, but uh, I've I've certainly enjoyed it. Um, I uh, you know, I appreciate um, you know, being in the city, you know, being around so many different things and events and experiences. I love um, you know, being able to drive up to uh to E three. Um, you know, or Anime Expo is like right up the street for me. So like, that's great. Are you an um, anime fan as well? Oh, big time. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Don't even. <laughs> Gaming, anime, all that together. <laughs> is, you know, that's my thing. Um, you know, the beach is right over there. Um, you know, it's, you know, a, a lot of different, uh, you know, big companies out here, lots of opportunity. Um, I, I've always loved LA. I think that um, I, I also, you know, there's a lot of things that I think um, need to be better about it. And, you know, I think recently, to be honest, in the you know past uh, year or so, I've actually had thoughts of you know when I decide to raise a family, that I may want to venture elsewhere and you know raise raise a family in, in a different uh, city or maybe even a state. Um, Just someplace like less fast pace or less. Yeah, uh, maybe I'd say less fast paced and um, you know a, a few other things as well. But you know, like you know, it's it's just got kind of some considerations. But yeah, so far in terms of you know my life, my lifestyle right now, um, you know it, it's been it's been great, and I, I fully do appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So you said uh, you mentioned earlier talked about being a Christian earlier. So did you grow up going to church and stuff, or um, or did yeah. that come about later? Yeah. So uh, that actually came about much later. Um, okay. I grew up uh, in a household where we, you know, my parents. Uh, they went to church and they would bring uh, myself and my siblings. And, you know, I was um, accustomed to kind of that that environment. And, uh, you know, I was lear- learning some things and all that. Um, however, how many I, siblings? I've got uh, three siblings. I'm the oldest okay. of four. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, when I was 14, uh, my parents separated and then we stopped going uh, to church as a family. And, and for me, that meant, you know, I just didn't go to church at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really it with my faith. And since I was still young, it didn't really, uh, stick too much with me. Um, you know, so I think, you know, after that, I was kind of just, uh, kind of lost, um, in terms of faith. And then, um, when I was going to college, right before I went to college, I started to go to a youth group, um, cause I was invited to it. It was up the street for me. And that was an awesome experience. And I was learning things quickly and it was, you know, it was great. And our, our youth pastor was just, he had, he had a really strong gift for teaching the gospel to, uh, to young adults. Um, you know, so it really impacted me and it was awesome. Unfortunately, once I did go away to college, um, the college environment kind of snuffed that out of me and I kind of reverted and, you know, didn't really, um, you know, do too much with my faith after that. Um, but after I left college, I went back to that young adult program and, um, you know, got back into my faith. And then from there, um, you know, I kind of just took off. Uh, you know, I started to get into my Bible some more. I was, you know, away from, you know, kind of the major distractions that college had, had been uh, for me. And, um, uh, you know, it, it was great. I started to meet some, some other folks. And then, you know, what happened was we went on a, a youth retreat. Um, you know, we had some great worship, we had some great speakers. Um, and then that is when I gave, I officially gave my life to God. I asked Jesus, um, you know, to, uh, you know, I just wanted to get to know him. Um, I asked for the Holy Spirit to enter 
um, into me, and uh, I got baptized soon after that. Um, so that was that was awesome. Um, and then from there, um, you know, I started to I was still kind of alone on my journey. Um, you know, there weren't too many young adults um, at that church that I could kind of connect with. Um, so, you know, I was kind of doing my thing, but, you know, I was still uh, definitely, you know, spending time with God and everything. Um, and then when I was about, uh, oh, was I maybe like 23, I think, maybe 24, um, I remember I was at Anime Expo, right, um, which is over here in L.A. And uh, while I was there, somebody, this random person came up to me and he said, right, he said, hey, um, you know, what's going on? What's up? I said, hey, you know, what's going on? He, you know, and then he introduced himself and uh, we were like in the game room. So he was like, hey, you want to go play some Smash? And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, this is a completely random person. Never seen him before. Um, you know, so we go over, we're playing, playing video games, um, you know, talking about some things. And he's like, hey, man, so do you go to church? And I said, um, I said, uh, yeah, you know, right now I'm going to a local L.A. church. Uh, he said, OK, cool. Um, you know, would you like to visit my church? I go to one called Cottonwood. Um, and I said, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm down. So I think the following week I ended up, uh, you know, visiting that church, Cottonwood. And it was um, it was a Friday night. It was for their young adult program. Um, and um, when I went there, I was shocked because there were it was just a sea of young people my age. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they were super welcoming. And as I got to know some of them and I kind of started to engage, um, I could tell that they had like a real relationship with God and that they were passionate about their faith. And I never experienced that, um, you know, mm -hmm. at, at yeah. my church, um, you know, that I was going to in L.A., you know, there were a few young adults and, you know, they were, I don't know, we just didn't really connect uh, too much. And it didn't seem like they were super passionate about their faith, you know, which is fine. Um, but at Cottonwood, you know, I really felt that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, there's other young adults here who really, you know, kind of take this seriously and are very strong. Um, and uh, I started going there, um, you know, I would go there Friday nights and then I still stayed at my LA church for Sundays, but eventually I switched over and started going to Cottonwood for Sundays. Um, and then listening to those messages from the preachers, um, you know, really impacted me and the worship was amazing. And, you know, I would stick around church for hours afterwards, just kind of socializing and hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that really transformed my faith, took me to the next level. Um, and then, yeah, but that whole time you mentioned earlier that like Chris was one of the first, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christians you met who was like super into games and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, he said, except for maybe first. this one, one random person, not one of the first, it was, well, the there's first. this one random guy uh, that he is, met. I'm at, clinging uh, on to this. <laughs> this <laughs> no, 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 no. Chris, Chris was, uh, was still the first. Um, okay. and, you know, oh, so like, like meeting Chris and like understanding like, like this kind of gaming space, um, you know, with, with the Christian faith, um, was awesome and huge. And then once I met my friend at anime expo, his name is Alex. That's when I met other actual young adults. Oh, is that Alex James? No, not, no, oh, not, not Alex dude, James. I was like, um, dude, the whole freaking brain was <laughs> about to come out of my ears. Oh my God. No, not, not quite. I mean, he, he, you know, that's a whole nother story. He was, he's been instrumental, uh, to me yeah. and a mentor in so hmm. many different ways. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, you know, this guy, his name is Alex Nelson. He goes to Cottonwood. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's been a great friend. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, that, that was just my connection to other young adults in you know, my area. Um, but yeah, uh, so kind of like two different experiences. there. So being, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier, like being at Blizzard and you kind of found this other group of Christians there in Bible study. And it's one of the things I love to ask, uh, Christians that are like, 
working in the industry is like, what is that like? Because I think there's a lot of perspectives, right? And I'm sure you even maybe have this of, you know, Christians that make games, you know, those very widely in their quality or otherwise. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of conversation, I think, to be had around like how we as Christians live our life in different Mm -hmm. arenas. I'm just curious for you, like, because I know you've thought about that. I know that's important to you. Yeah. Um, what did that, what does that look like? You know, what did that look like when you were in the industry? You know, what does that look like now? What will that look like going forward? Um, yeah. you know, just the intersection of those things. Yes, sir. Um, uh, so, um, at Blizzard, it was interesting because, um, you know, I had a great time, um, you know, made a lot of connections and that was great. However, it was still very obvious that, um, you know, uh, when it comes to, you know, religion or Christianity, that was very absent. Um, and I think, honestly, you know, and you guys might, you know, have some thoughts about this. I think, you know, the gaming, uh, I think gaming culture in general, um, there's a, a lot of room for the gospel, a lot of room for um, God to come in um, and, and change people's lives. And, uh, you know, and, and that includes, you know, gaming companies, and the gaming industry. Um, so at Blizzard, um, it it was difficult because I could tell that, you know, religion was definitely something um, that people didn't really want to, you know, uh, talk about too much for, for a variety of reasons. Um, and and I, I know that at companies, you know, just generally speaking, you know, religion is kind of, um, you know, is, is tough. But especially at gaming, I, I felt it. Um, at Blizzard, I felt that. And um, uh, there's a lot of, you know... Uh, like e- even within the Blizzard games, right? I think that there's you know certain elements there that um, uh, you know, uh, like you know maybe Christian parents or something like that would be like, "Ooh, I'm not sure if you should be playing that or engaging in that, or, or at least you know be careful, kind of when you um, you know play, sure. you know, have gameplay experiences, right?" So you know, so mm-hmm. that was prevalent. Um, uh, so you know, so I, I was definitely aware of that. However, I would say that. Um, you know, these spaces where, you know, it may seem like, you know, it's like anti-God or, or just, you know, kind of like a lot of atheism or whatever. Um, you know, those are the places that, that really need the light. And I think that, you know, as Christians, we should we should be in those spaces, you know, especially gaming, um, where we can be a light. You know, we can be, um, you know, someone who's relatable, um, someone who's an example. Um, and we don't necessarily have to, you know, um, you know, uh, like talk or like push out our faith everywhere we go. I think a lot of times just being a good person um, and connecting with people and showing grace um, and kindness can be great. And then when the time comes, right, when God puts it on your heart, that's when you can, um, you know, uh, uh, bring in bring in the Lord and talk about, um, you know, your faith and kind of make those connections um, and say, well, you know, listen, like, here's what here's where my happiness comes from. Here's where here's why I'm content. Um, You know, here's where here's why I, you know, choose to be kind or, you know, whatever. Um, and you, you can kind of bring people in that way. There can be a bridge there. But first, we have to we have to earn that in a way. Right. We have to connect with these people who, you know, may have had, you know, may have no experience with God at all or may have had, um, you know, more often uh, very bad experiences with the church. Maybe they were rejected for their love for gaming. Maybe they were rejected by people at the church and different things like that. And, you know, you know people have their experiences. And um, I don't think that we should ever judge someone for how they feel about, you know, uh, about religion. Um, you know, uh, rather we should we should love them anyways, of course, um, and especially love those who have had bad experiences and have a, a bone to pick with with the Christian faith. Um, so, anyways, 
when it comes to meeting other uh, Christians at Blizzard, uh, that was another very awesome, amazing experience. And it was funny, everyone who I talked to had the same story. They were like, oh my God, um, you know, uh, another Christian here at Blizzard, that's amazing. Um, or, oh my God, like, you know, there's a Bible study on campus. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, so for me, that was incredible. And we would, you know, so basically the format of these these meetings is, uh, you know, we come together on campus um, and, uh, you know, we would basically just kind of uh, go over. It was, it was basically a, it was basically a Bible study. Um, you know, we would come in, you know, kind of uh, greet each other, get to know, you know, kind of catch up and everything, have some worship. Um, and then we would um, have prayer and then we would, you know, get into the Bible and, uh, you know, go over some scriptures. We would kind of go in order. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was great. Or sometimes we would come in and we would have like a, a small uh, snippet from, you know, maybe a, a sermon that, that one of us had this past Sunday. And we would go over that, talk about it. Um, but always we would kind of go into, you know, just more um, stories and share experience about what it's like just being, um, you know, a Christian on campus and, and talking about different experiences with coworkers. Maybe we, we would have a testimony. Hey, you know, I've been connecting with this coworker who doesn't know God or, or whatever. And I finally had some breakthrough, right? He he listened to me, or I was I was finally able to pray for him, right? Or or, or this coworker, and, you know, he was willing to come to my church. You know, you know, like we would always, um, you know, have some time to share these stories um, about these things. Or right, we would have some difficult stories where, um, you know, th there were times when, uh, you know, and this is tough. Um, you know, someone would add a scripture to their their signature or something like that, or say God bless, or or they would say, oh yeah, like you know. They, they would mention God or mention church or something. And uh, then, and, and then they would get um, like, uh, like called out. Of, yeah. I called out for it. exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they would either get a call from like their manager saying, Hey, you know, I heard about this situation and please don't, you know, do that because people are offended by including scripture or talking about God or something like that. Um, you know, yeah. or, or um, you know, they would, uh, you know, say something about, about prayer, just kind of in conversation. Someone Someone would say something, mm -hmm. stuck, oh, you believe in that? Or, or how mm -hmm. could you, you know, believe in, you know, like, you know, Christianity is, is you know, uh, that's a bigot kind of faith or what, you know, <laughs> different things like that. Sure, you, know, yeah. you know, just as much as we had good testimonies, we had, you know, bad, you know, experiences like that, where it's like, oh, man, like, okay, I, I get it. You know, so, so we were talking about that stuff, too. And it was just a, a great space for us to talk about these experiences and encourage each other, support each other, um, mm -hmm. and just talk about how, um, you know, we can be better, uh, you know, uh, examples of Christ um, in this space, in this job and, and what it's like. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Did you, you didn't start that, right? Or was, or did you? No, no, so, I, I came okay. in and yeah, it was already going on. Eventually I, I had the opportunity to kind of uh, lead the study, but no, I came in and it, you know, and it was already there and it was, I was like, wow. like That's awesome. cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's, that's, uh, it's neat to to hear about like stuff like that going on because I do think there's like a lot of people out there that probably have the similar experience that they're in this. It can feel the world of video gaming can feel like a pretty um, not to be dramatic, but like kind of like a dark place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and with these stories that have gone like like the stories that are coming out about Blizzard right now, there's a mm -hmm. lot of like brokenness in in this industry and it can feel um too like very capitalistic in a way that it's like when when things like this happen or 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 anything happens I just feel like there's people that just don't they don't care i mean it's just about getting the next dollar or whatever Money. um 
so anyway, it's awesome to hear your your story about um, you know, just the way you supported your empl- your fellow employees at Blizzard and were yeah. like striving to be a light there. Um, yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's needed. I loved what you said about you know earning the right to speak to people because that's mm-hmm. something that I I mean that's something we've talked about with LTN forever. Yep. Um, and I think is a completely lost art, not just in Christendom, but in just people in general. Because I think partly because of social media, Twitter, we think our voice matters more than it does right, to people. Yeah. <laughs> we think yeah. we have a platform. We think that people care what we have to say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's done us a lot of disservice because we say the dumbest things the most hurtful things or whatever, instead of investing in relationship with people, being sacrificial, being humble, like all these things that I feel like somebody talked about like (laughs) 2000 years ago or something. Um, And like somewhere and then, okay, I'm going to go preacher Chris a little bit here. All right. But oh this boy, is like I one of my favorite. It's been a while. My favorite example is you've probably heard me say this before, Drew, so you can just tune out. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, there's this story in the Bible of Jesus's life when they he rolls up onto the scene and they're getting ready to stone this woman that was just caught in the it says caught in the act of adultery. So use your imagination, folks, on what that means. And Jesus rolls onto the scene. And, you know, him being the good upstanding rabbi upholder of the Old Testament law, which said to stone a person to death that was caught doing that. And so the Pharisees, you know, these religious leaders at the time, they're like, hey, what, you know, we got to stone her. Like, what do we do? And, you know, Jesus in his most Jesus way says, you know, let you who has never sinned throw the first stone. Right. And so in his most Jesus way, just completely like disperses the crowd. Okay. And what I, what sticks out to me about this, and I think relates here is this earning the right kind of idea is that he literally saved this woman's life. Like Mm -hmm. literally saved this. This isn't a, when Christians say, Jesus saved my life. No, he literally saved this woman's life. And I guarantee in that moment, there was no voice louder to her than the voice of Jesus. That's good. Right? Because she yeah. he completely changed the trajectory of her life. And that's what I want to be. I mean, I'm not saving, I'm going to go around literally saving people's lives. I mean, if I can, cool. But um, like, I want to be as sacrificial and loving to people so that when the time comes, uh, they can hear me. They can hear what I have to say and I can earn that right. And they know that I'm a person that they can come to um, when. That's when so needed, good. You know? That's so good. No, that, I think, I think that's one of the most important lessons we need to learn, you know, I think in our faith, but also, you know, especially as Christians, you know, in this community, in this world, really, but especially in, in gaming. Um, and, you know, that, that's something that I've learned um, really just through experience. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to say that, um, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm hosting my, you know, Smash Bros. tournaments or when I'm, you know, attending events, you know, gaming events or when I'm working, you know, for example, when I was at Blizzard, um, you know, I would meet a lot of people and I would never, you know, um, 
really come out or say, you know, uh, or talk about my faith, you know, just like that. Um, and, uh, you know, so I met a lot of people and I have a lot of friends now. Um, and, you know, people say, okay, yeah, like that's nice guy, right? Like he's, he's a cool guy. Um, and, um, I would, I would say that it's helpful because now, cause like, here's a funny thing. I, I follow a lot of these people on like social media, right? Um, and I see a lot of things that people say, um, and, and oftentimes, you know, when the topic comes to religion, um, you know, they would, uh, you know, speak, uh, lowly about the Christian faith and about Christians in general and that kind of a thing, you know, which is, you know, which is fine. Um, and, and then I think to myself, okay, if, if only they knew, you know, who I was and the fact that I'm, you know, that I go to church, um, and that I, I believe in this faith, um, and I, I kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, live out this journey. Um, and, you know, so there's been a few times when people learn that, uh, you know, after the fact that, that I am a Christian, um, not because I say it, you know, in person, but, you know, maybe they'll, they'll notice something, you know, like, like a wristband that I wear that says Jesus on it, or if they'll go on my, on my social media and sometimes I'll post scriptures and stuff and they're like, oh, interesting. Right. Um, and it's times like that where I get to have certain conversations, you know, cause sometimes people will ask me, Hey, you know, oh, you know, you go to church or, or what's this about? Or, or why do you, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have those opportunities to speak to them and be like, okay, this is why I follow this faith. Um, or here's what I feel about, you know, this scripture um, mm-hmm. in the Bible. Um, or, um, you know, uh, this is what, how I choose to live my life because of who Jesus is and because of what I, I've learned from this faith. Um, and, you know, so, so those are openings. And I'm, I'm able to take those openings because, you know, Chris, like you were saying, um, you know, uh, we've, we've gotten to know these people, um, and they, they see goodness in us just based off their experiences. Um, yeah. so I, I think that's super important because otherwise, you know, people are, will, you know, oftentimes are closed off and don't want to hear anything. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. there. It's sad to say, but like. I like it when people are surprised to find out I'm a Christian, but like, it's sad to say because Christians, Jesus, another thing he said, they'll be known by their love. You should right. be known by your love. Like that, that's what Christians should be synonymous with. But unfortunately, like it's synonymous with bigotry, mm-hmm. hatred, yeah. hypocrisy, insert yeah. negative thing here. Yeah. So I, but that, it kind of sounds to me like that's what you're saying is like, you know, people yeah. are sometimes like, Oh, like this guy's a, like, he's too nice. <laughs> he's too cool. He's too, you know, <laughs> yeah, understanding sad, or he's too accepting. I to get be a it. Christian, yeah. But it's a, it's a bummer that yeah. that's the reality. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say one more thing. Um, you know, uh, that, that's why, you know, one thing I always like to say is, um, it's, it's so important to be not just kind, but just overly kind Like you have to almost think of it as a way of, of making up for, you know, other people who, who mm-hmm. may not have been kind to this person. Um, I think as Christians in gaming, we have to have a lot of grace, you know, give a lot of forgiveness, um, you know, you know, really, you know, try to genuinely care um, and, and, and just be just be super kind um, because a lot of folks have, you know, um, you know, a lot of them feel like they have legitimate reason to, um, you know, uh, like to be angry, to be hurt, you know, by the church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, really, that's also kind of my answer to. Um, you know, all this stuff happening in the blizzard right now, like one thing that we can take from this is, you know, uh, we, we just need to be kind to each other because, you know, things things are nuanced. Um, people have different reasons for doing this, different experiences and this and that, you know. So I don't think that, 
you know, we should ever, um, you know, uh, you know, judge someone by what they're doing, um, you know, because we don't know how they got there. You know, our job as Christians yep. is just to love on them and to be kind. And in the midst of all this stuff going on, you know, people who are saying, um, you know, down with Blizzard, okay, all right, you know, I'm still going to be kind. Uh, you know, people who, you know, and of course, for the victims, um, you know, for these very real experiences that these victims have had, you know, you know, show kindness, um, you know, uh, love on them, all, all that stuff. Uh, you know, people who choose still choose to support Blizzard, you know, for whatever reason, you know, show, you know, show kindness. That's just what we have to do. And um, yeah, like I said, you know, uh, uh, in, in the gaming space, um, you know, we, we have to, you know, really, um, you know, wear that armor um, and, and be a light in, this, in these communities. And since there is so much darkness, a lot of darkness. So we have to shine that much brighter and mm-hmm. really, really, truly embody, um, you know, the teachings of Jesus um, and, uh, you know, his, his personality and, and the way that he operated, um, you know, during his time uh, on earth. And, 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 and guess what? That's going to take a lot of time with Jesus. You know, the best way to be like him is to get to know him and, uh, and to communicate with him and to be in the word. Um, right. Uh, it, 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 it takes extra efforts from us. Um, and, and that's fine. Cause guess what? You know, uh, Jesus said, we have to bear that cross. And if that means, you know, swallowing our pride and, and turning the other cheek, um, and doing all those things, you know, that, that's, that's what it takes. Well, man, it's a really cool to hear your story and really encouraged to hear about, you know, your attitude and perspective as you, you know, nice work in ride, tech, man. which is, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, those uh those stories of your Smash Bros. Like I accomplishments. said, semi-professional amateur yeah. circuit. I'm, I'm on my way. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Path to pro. Um, Path to pro. <laughs> yeah. So one day maybe you can introduce us to Reggie. Uh, yeah. Because now you'll go way back. We'll get him on the uh, show. No. Can you just you just connect us to Reggie. We'll get him on the show. Here. Oh <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Be, man. Oh man, that'd be amazing. Where can I? Uh, is is Reggie and then um, uh, Sakurai, uh, the you know the the um, the creative Smash Bros. That that is uh, yeah. like that would be the ultimate experience for me. Um, I feel like I need to go and learn Japanese so I can you know be able to greet him properly with the respect mm-hmm. he deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, in there his you own go. language. You know, like that. That would yeah. be the dream. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, cool, man. It was great having you on. And uh, yeah, where can people find you online if people want to kind of follow what you're up to? Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, sir. So, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, uh, you know, just Ryan Boji, my full name would be the best way to, to find me there. Uh, I'm also on Instagram under Nice Guy Rye. Um, I'm also on Twitter. You know, I'm on LinkedIn. But I, I'm pretty much across the board. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go back in time on your Instagram and find those. E3 accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram. You know, you you can find the pictures. Of, of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. especially Facebook and Instagram. Those two particularly. I'll, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll mention Discord as well. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. So yeah, that's cool, man. It, well, thanks again for coming on, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, get to hear more of some more. You know, new Smash Bros accomplishments, and also. Uh, <laughs> You know, wish you all the best in your in your uh, hopefully future career in the world of video games and yeah. programming and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I'll I'll say, um, you know, first of all, thank you uh, to you and Chris. Uh, this was awesome, great experience. I'm, I'm I'm honored for real. Um, I will I would love to you know come back anytime. And by the way, for any listeners that we have, um, if anybody has any questions about my experience at Blizzard, if anybody has questions about uh, the tech industry, 
um, or my position specifically or my experience. If anybody has questions about how they can get into gaming, um, if anybody wants me to, um, you know, give uh, references or anything like that, um, any questions about, you know, my future goals or whatever. Um, if anybody has questions about esports, uh, the, the events that I run, you know, how to do things like that, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I want everybody to know that I'm um, very, very happy to meet new folks, um, to uh, support and to assist with anything, um, you know, gaming or not, you know, uh, uh, career-wise or whatever. Um, if anybody has any questions about, um, uh, you know, about the Christian faith, um, about my experience there, or wants to do any sort of, um, um, you know, uh, collaborations, I am, I am open to any and everything. So I just want to make sure that that's out there. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, you know, you know we got to work together on this, and you know, I, I love the family.